Thank you for downloading Three Idgits in a Pod. We just have a quick announcement before we get started. Supernatural is a show that often deals with sensitive topics in a less than sensitive way. Please check the show notes for episode-specific content warnings if this is concerning to you. Again, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to our podcast, Three Idgits in a Pod, a sibling supernatural rewatch podcast. I am a host, Margaret Downs. I'm a host, Patricia Downs. And I'm another host, Bridget Downs. <laughs> Today we are <laughs> discussing season one, episode 16, Shadow. Uh, but first, how are we doing today? Pretty good. Not much to report. I did have a art show yesterday. I was a little bit nervous to go because of the forecast. It did end up raining right at like the very end or like like half an hour to the end and I was allowed to just pack up and go. I was like I my stuff can't get wet, so they were very understanding. But yeah, it was it was fun. You stopped by for a little while. Yeah, chatted. for a, uh, a couple minutes. I had to I couldn't hang around for very long because I had D&D yesterday. I had to get home in time for that, which ended up being later anyway, because we were having trouble with the internet. Right. But, so I got, yeah, I got to play some D&D yesterday. Fun. We're playing um, an Icewind Dale campaign. And that's in, you know, the Forgotten Realms. It's to the far north, the frozen tundra. You know, unforgiving landscape, survival stuff's important. You know, figuring out where to get food and stuff, but like all that for our group is pretty trivial because we have a ranger in the party. Right. So that's good. I'm having fun. We're, uh, what did we do? We fought a hag yesterday. <laughs> uh, the hag had a direwolf and a will-o'-wisp friends. Last time we fought a frost giant skeleton. Okay. Which was scary because they hit very hard. Yeah. <laughs> we are level three. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. In our party, we have there. It's, Two players playing two characters each, so it's a four-character party, but played by two people. So, so a lot of work. Yeah, and I'm playing the ranger who has an animal companion. So in battle, I'm there are three pages of three p- different stat things I'm trying to keep track of, and so yeah, I'm, I'm, I play the ranger and, and the rogue when we have a paladin and a wizard. So no healer, no dedicated healer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And not really, no no one's a, a real like like damage absorbing tank either. Right. <laughs> we're just, we're but we are a pretty high damage party. We deal a lot of damage. Have you gotten cure wounds yet? The ranger has cure wounds, but only two, mm, three spell slots. Mm-hmm. And I you know I want to use save those for like hunter's mark. Yeah. So mm-hmm. which you know is battle stuff. And the rogue does, you know, just stab. <laughs> <laughs> Stabby stab. Sta- I cast stab. The paladin is a conquest paladin. So is a violent paladin. <laughs> the wizard... Does, uh, do they have lay on hands yet? I, th- I think the paladin has lay on hands, yeah. Okay. But I don't, I don't know if he's used it yet. We, we, we've got, we've mostly just gotten lucky in not getting hit too much. And we deal a lot of damage. We're we're a high damage party. We deal a lot of damage very quickly. Nice. Um, if you have pretty low AC, though. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Everybody except the paladin. <laughs> yeah. Who has I think like a chest plate 
yeah, and a shield. Him. So he has a pretty high AC, but everyone else has <laughs> like a 14 AC or I think the wizard is lower mm-hmm. unless he's got mage armor on. Mm-hmm. And then my uh, the animal companion too. So <laughs> right. Yeah, we're we are pretty as a party, pretty easy to hit and not particularly beefy. We just deal a lot of damage very quickly. So, you know, the only stat we're really concerned about is the enemy's health. And if we hit it hard, hard enough and fast enough, it goes away before it becomes a problem. <laughs> that's the only before thing we, we need healing. That's the only thing all. we care about. <laughs> um, that's we run into that a problem with that once so far. Uh, we did face a ghost or a banshee or something. Some some haunted. It was a haunted statue situation, mm-hmm. and she did some magic thing. And two of our characters instantly aged forty years. Oh my god! <laughs> which can be fixed with, I think, greater restoration. But we're level three and we don't have a cleric. No. So we had to go to another city <laughs> in the area to find a cleric and pay them to do this for us. Wow. Which, like, wasted a whole day, which is a problem right now because we're doing, like, a, a serial killer investigation. <laughs> oh, right. So there are some things that are time sensitive. But we, we fought the hag and... We found the hag accidentally. We didn't mm-hmm. mean to fight the hag, but we wandered into her house by accident because we were looking for some missing fishermen. Right. Turns out we can't return the missing fishermen. They're dead. They're they gone. She ate them. Oh. But we did fight her and we were successful. She died. Hooray. <laughs> there is some mild concern that she may have cast a curse on us as she was dying. <laughs> we don't know, though, for sure. Great. So we we have her uh, we have some a couple new magic items we have we're still looking for a serial killer <laughs> so yeah we're uh, it's, we're having we're having fun I do <laughs> I decided this is the campaign I will be doing uh, voices for both of my characters oh my god that's commitment <laughs> so I do a very bad Russian accent and a very bad Southern accent. <laughs> It helps me in my head distinguish between the characters, right? But I, I'm still sw- I'm not a voice actor, and I'm still switching, <laughs> trying to switch between accents, and it's it's hard. <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking about my campaign that I will be starting at some point, and I'm excited. Is it is it going to be a cam- do you want to do a campaign? Or no, you I think like it's a one shot, a dungeon crawl. Yeah, a dungeon crawl maze, and I've I've spent way too much time on the town. That you go to before you even go to the dungeon. So I'm like, but what if they meet this person? They need a name. So I've been making up names for all my NPCs. And that, I don't know where to stop. Great. <laughs> that, um, coming up with names is something I have a really hard time with. For NPCs, for characters, any any of it. I mm-hmm. have a really hard time with names. So, I take inspiration from like the names that are just in the player handbook and online. Like elf names. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, for that's real. For that's real. I mean, yeah, like I when I do like a an NPC or something, I, I will often go to like an, a fantasy name generator mm-hmm. and have it spit something out. But I'm I'm all I'm often like, well, I don't I don't like I I like I need to feel like a connection mm-hmm. to a name, and it's like you you don't though you because don't. it's an NPC. They're not even going to ask the NPC's name. No, <laughs> if they talk <laughs> to them at all. If they talk to them at all, they're not going they're not going to ask. Stop that. So, so I, I'm I'm just I'm so bad at coming up with names. 
so I often just won't, and it's usually not an issue because players they don't ask the NPCs names. No, they don't. They never ask the NPCs names. And on the off chance that they did, I just use an NPC name that for an NPC who I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna name this one, and then you guys just skip right past it. Yeah. So I'll just bring that name back because I liked that name. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Never mind. You are this guy. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> They've been magically transported through time and space, and are, and are now here. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been practicing a uh, a little gnome voice for my yeah. for our uh, first character that we meet. Hooray! <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I can't wait. I can't wait to play in your game. <laughs> I'm very nervous. Who, but... who, uh, how many players do you want? Oh, uh, I mean, as many as who, like, wants to play, so it could be Well, I, 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 I will say the more players there are, that's more to keep track of. Yes, definitely. I would say four, four, four or five yeah. is probably th- three to five. Yeah. Six is a lot of people. Yeah. I think I've, I think I've DM'd for six people before, because it's you and Dad and you, Steven. Dad, Robert, Stephen, Bridget, Dylan. Yeah. That was, that was a party of six. Mm-hmm. Wait, Rob, I was playing? Yeah, uh, came over for a Halloween, uh, the the end of the Halloween game last year. I don't remember. We, we, we did a two-part Halloween game last year. Mm-hmm. Robert was there for the second part, joined you for the final battle. Oh, that's the, right. He, he was on, on, the, yeah, he, altar. He woke up on the altar, and the the, uh, the false god asked you to sacrifice him, and you guys said, <laughs> and you guys said, no, I don't, I no, <laughs> we'll do battle instead. <laughs> We choose fight. <laughs> we, cho- we choose we violence. Choose. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of people. Yeah, four. Four is a good. Four is a good number. Yeah, yeah. But I've got. If you want, I've got so many minis. Yes, I've got minis. I don't want to give away like what I need though. You can trust. Like, like I mean, I'm. Dad has to. You know, come to me for minis too. Right. And you can trust me not to metagame. Okay. I'm used to it and pretty good at it. And if it's like, you know, an issue, I just make my character real dumb. <laughs> okay, sure. My, my what do you mean? My character has never heard of ghosts. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> you live in a fantasy world. I don't, I don't know what a goblin is. I've never seen one. <laughs> what do you never mean? Never met one. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm, no not, I'm not racist. No, no. I've just, I've never met a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sex on this bed? Never heard of it. No, no one's, one's ever explained it to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I went back to school shopping with mom. Oh yeah. And we spent the night at a hotel and we went to both Crossgates and a different mall. And the only stores that I went to were Hot Topic, Spencer's, and this other one called Box Lunch. And you went back to school shopping at Spencer's? I didn't actually buy anything there because they didn't... It was pretty much just the same, maybe even less than what we have at our Spencer's. Huh. I think it's hysterical that Spencer's and Hot Topic still exist. They've got some okay We don't stuff. have Hot Topic anymore. No, not anymore. Which makes me look kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they've, they've gone from being, like, sort of like, ooh... Scary, scary stores. Yeah. Hot Topic's just like mainstream now. It just carries a bunch of mainstream nerd stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which like that's great and fine for you know people who are looking for nerd T-shirts or whatever. But 
it has lost some of its allure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Spencer's just still, like, dark and loud. Yeah. But is, is also mostly full of nerd, nerd stuff. Feels, still feels, like, a little bit edgy. Yeah. It, it just, a little scary. A little bit scary, well, but it's also, the like... The only reason it was scary when I went in the other day was because it was so crowded, and I had... Like, it wasn't that crowded when I walked in, but then a bunch of people came in, and, like, I couldn't get anywhere because people were in the way. And there was a group of teenagers in front of, like, the racks of chokers and earrings. And I was trying to, like, get around them and get to the earrings, but then they kept on backing up and backing me up into, like, the little backpack section. <laughs> so I was basically, like, kind of disappearing into the backpacks. <laughs> and then one of the girls turned around and looked at me, and she's like, Oh my god, I love your makeup. I love your eyeliner. And your choker. And your shirt is cool. And then she turns to her friend, and she was like, Don't you think so? And the other girl was like, Oh my god, I was just thinking that i kept on looking at you and i turned to this guy and they're like don't you think so he's like uh yep (laughs) nice and before that she kept this one girl kept on asking this poor guy was just standing there he didn't want to be there she was like what do you think about these earrings do you think they're cool he's like they're nice and then she kept on asking him stuff and his response was they're nice and she turned to her friend she was like ask him about anything he'll the only thing he'll say in response is it's nice come on do it i dare you oh my god and he's standing right there and she's like come on do it and her friend was like uh what about this one he's like i don't know i, I guess it's nice he's like i don't know i don't know what my response should be now uh and then they finally got out of the way and i was like thanks for complimenting me but like you made a mess and you were dropping stuff on the floor on accident and like didn't pick it up and I was just like and they were being so loud and like they could see that I was trying to get around them and they just didn't move and I was like excuse me okay I guess I'll back into the backpacks slowly oh my god teens yeah (laughs) the youths the youths so that was interesting but I got quite a few compliments on my eyeliner nice and I was wearing my my buy choker. So yeah, it was pretty cool. We went to a bunch of stores, didn't really get that much. Wasn't as successful as previous years. Mm. But did you like what you got? Yeah. I mean I didn't the only thing is back to school shopping is like get what you need. But like I don't really need any clothes. Mm-hmm. I already have too many. Yeah, it was fun. Did yeah, did you get, get like go to like an office supply store at all or like yet yeah, like no, because notebooks and no, because we don't know what I'm supposed to get for school. They haven't sent out a list or anything. Mm. And plus, even after they do send out lists, we get to school on the first day and the teachers tell us, oh, you don't actually need any of that stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to wait until the first day of school yeah, I would and bring get like one notebook, notebook to write down what all your notes you, and yeah. what you need. Yeah, a notebook and like a folder for loose paper. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you're going to get forms and lists and and stuff to fill out. All the time, the teachers, it's like, you're going to need this big list of stuff. And then we get to the teachers, and they're like, oh, no, you don't actually need, like, any of that that you just bought at Staples, and it added up to, like, 80 bucks. Uh, You just need a notebook. Like, that's it. Yeah. And, like, some sticky notes or some shit like that. I'm like, okay. Well, it said that I needed, like three one-inch binders and a bunch of loose-leaf paper and 
like a bunch of highlighters and stuff. But I mean, last year I survived on just a few notebooks and a, like two folders. Yeah. By the time I got further into high, I think, I mean, to start high school, we had like binders and stuff. But by the time I was done high school, I was on to like, well, everything is in a single notebook. <laughs> also, I can never have done that. I was very, everything had to have its own notebook or its own binder with loose leaf and dividers. And, you know, my, I had my assignment binder that had my planner in it and all the homework and stuff. And everything had to, everything had a home. <laughs> I hated binders and dividers. I hated dividers mm-hmm. and paper that had holes punched in it <laughs> so much. So I was constantly ripping them. They were always falling out yeah. of my binder. I don't know if I just turned the pages too roughly or what, but I hated it. And they were like, you have to have a binder. Yeah, the binders would be always organized. break. My binders lasted like all the way through high school, mm-hmm. but, and they, they were, it was, that was great, but I, I hated hated the 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 whole punch paper mm-hmm. and then and those stupid reinforcements never work you yeah, know no, they and not. so i'm just like why why am i doing this i'm just gonna put tape over like packing tape over <laughs> this like the spine of the paper and then use like a hand hole punch to go over the holes and then it'll Maybe stay. I'll just laminate it <laughs> well, yeah at this point i'm just gonna laminate everything like why why am i doing this i hate, I hate it <laughs> I see that freshmen still count as, like, old 8th graders. Seniors act like old 8th graders. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Freshmen in college act like old 8th graders. <laughs> no, they, they act younger. They act like they need a babysitter. But yeah, because they have been in an incredibly structured environment for 18 years mm-hmm. and now have no structure. <laughs> Literally. And it's so funny how in high school... The teachers will be like, this is to help you be prepared for college. We are doing this because we know that the professors will act like this and will be this strict all the time. Professors don't give a shit. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It depends, but for the most part, yeah. There were, I had professors who were like, who, you know, would wear like, like suits and stuff to class, but certainly didn't expect that of the students. Did you have any professors that showed up in PJs? Ever. Did I have any professors who showed up in PJs? No. No. Mm, I don't... I didn't. I don't think I had any, any show up in PJs, but a lot of t-shirts and jeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mo- yeah. For, for the most part, it was like, you know, nice shirt and jeans or nice shirt and pants. And then, you know, some more casual teachers were like t-shirt and jeans. Mm-hmm. I don't think I had any pajama professors. Pajama professor. <laughs> a professor for teaching about pajamas. It may have happened a couple times, like like once in a while for like, you know, it's like a special thing because it was like exam day. So like, or, or like the, the day before Christmas break or something where it was like, okay, everybody wear your pajamas to class. It, that may have happened once or twice. I don't really remember. But no, no teachers who were really like, you know, show up in their pajamas just because... Did have one professor who was in, who would like occasionally wear like, you know, like a three, a, a couple of professors who would wear like three piece suits just yeah. because, just because they were being fancy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of them because he was like, because he was a visiting associate professor and I think he was trying to impress the department. Yeah. Hoping for a spot. He didn't get it. He, he left to go to a different university after a while. Mm-hmm. And then one because... He, he was, like, a theater guy. 
<laughs> he was in the physics department, but he was like, he he was also like the theater, a theater the guy, and and just <laughs> was like, what happened? To not not exactly oh. putting on airs, but he also wore a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, a fedora. A beret? No, he didn't wear a beret. <laughs> <laughs> a raccoon. He had, he had, it was like a, it wasn't a fedora. It was, but it was like, it was like a cap. <laughs> that would go with his suit. Did he, he would... ever tip his hat to people? Yes, he was that kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was like, M'lady. M'lady. <laughs> not like that. M'lady. Like, like, no, not like that. Like in a, like, M'lorm. I am acting in the theater. <laughs> Good day. Good day. <laughs> Lovely day for it. <laughs> I think I did have a, an art teacher who wore a beret. <laughs> oh my god. That's hysterical. <laughs> he also liked to wear a white and black horizontal striped shirt. <gasps> oh was, my was, god. No. Like, Sir, you're a cartoon character. You are. <laughs> Sir, where do you think you are right he was, now? Mr. He was, he was Bald and he wore a, ber- a black beret and a black and white striped shirt. And I, I don't like, believe it. <laughs> I don't believe this is a person who exists. <laughs> I took one art class with him. I took a drawing class with him. Yeah, and I was like, he was like one. He, he was like bon one voyage. of the only art teachers at the school. <laughs> he looked like Bon Voyage. <laughs> <laughs> I said Mr. Mime at first. I'm like, that's no, not right. Mr. No, Mime? he's not. Did not look like no. Mr. Mime. Well, no, Bon Voyage was like tall and lanky. This guy was like. Like army proportions, <laughs> like, like short and broad, yeah, with big fingers. <laughs> oh, I liked his class. He was kind of intense sometimes. Oh. Well, he is, he was an art teacher, but at a, a school where there was no art department. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't have an art department, so he didn't exist. We it, we offered like two or three art classes so that you could get your art credit. Oh. We had like drawing. Funny if you're like, we didn't even have any art classes. He didn't even just there. there. No, we had we had like drawing, watercolor, and like the history of art or something like that. It was. What art class did you take? Drawing. I took a drawing class. Was it? That's what that came from. Oh yeah, your portfolio. My portfolio and my big board with clips on it Mm -hmm. and my drawing pad. And I had a fine time. I wasn't taking it super seriously. Because I just need, I just needed the credit. Mm. Yeah. So I just kind of showed up when I felt like it and just did some drawing. And he was like, "You're not very good." And I'm like, "Yeah." I am aware. Like I did fine at like the still life drawings. Like the, I have a cool. I don't know if it's in there. We, it was he set up like a bunch of like stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. On, on a drop cloth, mm-hmm. and we were doing like value work, so we were working with charcoal. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons why I don't know if I want to go to art school because that sounds really boring. I liked that part, like, and and I did fine at that. Like, I, like that, I didn't have any trouble with. But then he's like, okay, you're gonna try to draw this like person head. Per- draw this person. Mm-hmm. Same rules. Yeah. You're, we're looking at value, and I was like, "Well, I just drew like a reptile person. <laughs> I don't, I'm not really sure what happened. Cow skull, great, looks great. Human head, that's not a human head. <laughs> I don't know what that is." He was like, "Yeah, no, you're not good." So I was like, "You're having some trouble there, aren't you?" And I'm like, "Yeah." I should get back into drawing. I haven't done it in a long time. Yeah, you should do it. It's just, it's a very different kind of muscle for me. Mm. It's the only muscle I know. <laughs> I don't really do anything else. You paint sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. But it mostly just feels like I'm coloring in a drawing. Yeah. 
Uh, I haven't painted in a while, though, because I'm kind of frustrated with how the Lucifer painting is going. Mm-hmm. To paint something else. But I don't know what to paint. The, well, this is why you do, like... Mm. Don't say practice doodles. Warm-ups. No. Yeah. You do warm-ups. I don't care about warm-ups. I want to make <laughs> my next greatest piece every time I start to paint or draw. That's not how art, any art works. It's how my brain works. That's not how any art works nope. at all. Even when you think that it's your like final thing, it could end up being a practice thing. Because then it you get better. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm taking Japanese lessons. Really? On Duolingo. And I'm doing pretty good. Nice. I've memorized most of the kanji script. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, there's like there's like different. Yeah, I know. Of... I know. There are two basic scripts. One of them is the basic stuff that you've learned first, and it can be built together, put together to make different symbols that have the same sound, but look completely different. And sometimes it's a symbol that makes a different sound, but it's either got a little dot next to it, like a a circle. Or two lines that makes it a bit different. Hmm. Yeah, Steven's been practicing Japanese too, and it just looks very hard. I struggle with languages. Mm-hmm. I took Spanish for seven years. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think because you start, we start in seventh grade. Yep. And then I did one year in college. I think that's seven. <laughs> wow. I struggled to get out of the present tense. Yeah, I did two years in college, and in the the first year, because I needed, you need two, like, language credits, and I was like, great, Spanish, one. And on the first day, the teacher made me go take the placement test to see how, like, good you are at the language, and they were like, well, you're too good at it for Spanish one, so we need to put you in Spanish two. And I was like, no, I wanted yeah. an easy class. Yeah. <laughs> That's ba- basically what Should've happened. Should have gotten some wrong on purpose. I know, I was, but I was like, too proud Aww. during the test. I was like, I know how to do all of this. That, I mean, that's that, that was the one of the problems I had. I got, it, it was super weird the day we were, like, signing up for all our stuff. We were supposed to be taking placement exams for everything, mm-hmm. but the computer system was broken. Mm. So they were like, how good do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> and and they just, you know, broke down, like, they, they based on, like, the amount of Spanish I'd done, they were like, you should probably be in, so we had, like, 101, 102, and then 201. Mm-hmm. And they were like, they, like, based on, like, the Spanish you've done, you should probably be in 201. And I'm like, okay, so listen, reading and writing, yes, probably. Speaking? My, my and, like, I mean, like, pronunciation whatever was fine it was the listening comprehension that Mm -hmm. i really struggled with and still really struggle with and then the hearing hearing the spanish translating it in my brain figuring out how i want to respond translating it and then speaking it yeah do you know if there's any japanese classes in high school no i don't don't know i don't know what they offer these days here i i really don't when I was in high school, we had Spanish, French, German, Farsi. I knew people who took additional language classes at the college. I think the, uh, they offered Russian. I, d- I don't remember uh, hearing about anybody taking Japanese in high school. German and Farsi, though, were, were offered. I, d- I did Spanish, <laughs> and I really did not improve beyond just the, the basics. My reading comprehension was fine, and I can still, like... 
you know, once I get those rusty gears turning, mm-hmm. I can figure out what something says if it's, you know, written down for me. When I was, like, actively taking Spanish classes and actively, you know, reading Spanish all the time, I, there, um, there was a book series where there were parts of the passages were in Portuguese. Mm. Because Portuguese looks very similar to Spanish, it doesn't sound like Spanish, but it looks similar, I could figure out what it was saying or get the gist of it would not be able to hear Portuguese and understand it. But um, I could look at the like the physical form of Portuguese and, and get the gist. Probably not these days. <laughs> no. I was on Duolingo for Spanish for a little while, and then I kind of dropped off. I think I took like two days of lessons on Duolingo to learn Klingon. <laughs> is that a language on Duolingo? Yeah. That is really funny. Uh, we were speaking on Hot Topic, and that's got some mid-2000s clothing. Hot Topic has some mid-2000s clothing. That is, it's dark and edgy and mm-hmm. creepy, and so is Spencer's. Yeah. It's got that, like, exposed brickwork, mm-hmm. which is very thematic for the episode. We were also talking about art and value shading, like shadows. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> some chiaroscuro. Got your shadows in place. You said a word, and I don't know what that means. <laughs> chiaroscuro? Yeah, what's that? It's like, it's shading, like, from, okay. or most uh, notably, like, spheres, and, like, uh, how yeah. light goes from one side that, to that, the other. That is the work we did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been that what that was. Yeah, chiaroscuro. So, speaking of mid-2000s dark and edgy stuff, <laughs> <laughs> I guess let's jump into Season 1, Episode 16, Shadow. This episode's written by Eric Kripke. Mm. Right. Of course. Art. It's because well, he only writes plot episodes. This is a so plot far. episode. This is or has a writer credit where he's where it's like there's like other monster stuff going on, but we want here's some plot. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So that so that here's it's a plot episode. If you yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So we know. <laughs> if you didn't know. And directed by Kim Manners. So right. this is a director that they trust with the more plot heavy episodes. So far, anyway. It, this episode aired February 28th, 2006. Dang. Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. <laughs> Not yet. Almost. Soon. Soon. Not Soon. yet. We got a reel previously on. Yeah, it's it was more about, like, interpersonal drama and yeah, really relationships was. with them and dad and then and then remembering Meg. It's It was very much like, hey, remember the boys have a bad relationship with John? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember. Remember what that looks like? Remember what that looks like? How they have a bad relationship with their father? Also, remember that Meg is a character. Yeah. <laughs> she is a character. Remember. And... No, for no reason. Yeah, yeah. No reason. But remember that their relationship with their father's bad. <laughs> and also Meg is there. <laughs> and one of my favorite things was when uh, it showed a clip of her being like, you could be some kind of freak. And then it cuts to her slitting some guy's throat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very funny in hindsight. And when remembering back to, I think that was, that was Scarecrow. Yeah, yeah. When she shows up at the bus depot and she's like, "Oh yeah, I had to cut that other guy off." Yep. <laughs> like, like, oh well. <laughs> now, now we know what that means. Now we know what that means. She's joke. She's like laughing to herself, like literally. Cut, cut him off. Cut. It sounds like, okay, that's a weird way to say that, but all right. All right, weirdo. (laughs) 
uh, episode opens in Chicago, Illinois. Blues music is playing. Is that what? Does that say blues? Did it, it say, did it say, say, it say blues? blues music plays. Uh, yeah, there's a lady walking down the street alone with her headphones in. It's nighttime. And we know it's mid-2000s because she's wearing black cargo pants, clogs, a messenger bag, a skinny scarf, and a camo hoodie. It's so mid-2000s. I was I to pause it to be like, what are you wearing, girl? <laughs> wow. Wow! It, that's oh my god. Do 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 the sleeves of the hoodie have the thumbs cut in them? Probably. I didn't check, because, but that reminds me of that TikTok where it was like the guy's like when you put on the wrong hoodie, it's like when it slips on. <laughs> oh no! And your thumb is there. Yeah, because the, none of the hoodies came with those. No, you back had then. to. Yeah, you cut it yourself. Cut it. We all did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we all cut the thumb holes in our own hoodies. To put to put our thumbs through. Why? Right? I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it held the sleeves down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Some guy bumps into her shoulder, and yeah. she has a nonverbal like "What the fuck, man?" Yeah, and just kind of like keeps walking. Like well, that was weird. Mm-hmm. When will the women of the show ever learn safety? Mm-hmm. When you're walking around, don't have both headphones. Yeah, on. You have, have, you have one, one ear off. Yeah, you have one ear one ear off to be aware of your surroundings. The women of the show will never learn safety because they're written by men. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a thing. I did have a question. She walks around the corner in, in like a cloud. Yeah. A lot of fog and smoke everywhere. I had a question for you, Patricia, because you lived in New York City for a while. Yeah. And I often, this is something we often see in film and TV happening in cities, like in New York City, or yeah. in this case, Chicago. When you're walking around at night, are there cla- are are there strategic smoke machines? No. Does this happen? Not really. Sometimes. I mean, there are there are like some vents that have that will have like cones around them and like a big apparatus on and top that like is blowing smoke out of it. But that is like a very specific thing. And mm-hmm. we don't just have you don't just have like smoke and yeah, fog no. and smog like and just and circling you. You know, like really <laughs> dramatically backlit, walking through a nope. cloud of. Smoke? Steam? Not yeah. sure. I only remember because when Mom and I visited you in New York and we walked out of the hotel, there was some type of, like, tube vent thing that was, like, pouring out, I think it was steam. Yeah. And it kind it wasn't as dramatic. No. But, like, I guess I get, that's where they got the idea from. Yeah. Maybe. I, like, I don't know. Is it, it, I, I see this. it looks like there's some sort of fog machine with, like... What's it called? With like dry ice or something? Yeah, it's very it's very billowy and very mm-hmm. dramatic. And the people like like on you know in you know film and TV when when this when they do this setup, it's always you know backlit so that mm-hmm. you yeah. can really see the cloud. And the person like walks through it and it's very billowy. I'm like, does it? Is this? No, I don't think it's a thing. She's Not really. Walking, she's but walking I, by the dry ice store. Yeah, but I made a note like Patricia lived in New York City. I should ask if this is a thing. <laughs> Yeah, not, not in my experience, anyway. <laughs> okay. Oh, her Walkman has started to skip. You know, like, she checks her MP3 player. <laughs> and she's like, great, it's broken. So she takes her headphones out, and she hears the wind whispering, Meredith. She's like, what? That's not my name. <laughs> Suddenly, there are newspapers everywhere. Yeah. She's in the windiest newspaper alley I have ever seen. <laughs> I don't... 
Like, what Pay is no going on? Enemy propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> it looks, it looks like a propaganda bomb is going off. It's, but there's paper filling this alleyway, and it is blowing all over the place. I assume this is to show, to demonstrate to us that it is in fact windy. windy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you couldn't tell by all the the fog and the smoke and the whipping around of her hair and, and the whoosh and noises, whooshing. but there's there's also newspaper everywhere. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with this alley, but we, she's she's like, oh, windy, and I heard my name or whatever, and we see like, oh, there is a shadow, yeah, and it does appear to be following her. Shadow of a figure on the buildings behind her. She yes. looks behind and sees she sees the shadow. And hurries faster. She's, she starts running. We see this shadow kind of grow behind her. This figure is approaching. She finally gets to Sunset Manor, is what it was called. Okay. okay. It was like apartment buildings. She fumbles for her keys. She's fumbling for her keys. <laughs> Looking behind her. She, uh, it's very dramatic. She finally, she finally gets in, closes the door hard. She gets into her apartment, and the alarm is sounding. She disarms it and rearms the alarm. Yeah. Camera significantly on her hands is and on the thing that it says a lot a lot it's like alarm disarmed and then she arms alarm armed. So she's like the lock it's locked, the alarm is on. Size relief. Oh. Alright. So then she's like, you know, drops her stuff, heads into the kitchen, grabs a beer. So, Meredith listens to her answering machine. Which is an actual tape. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this answering machine is an actual tape answering machine because it yeah. clicks in words. Mm-hmm. When did we get rid of our tape answering machine? I don't know. Do you remember it? Yeah. Do Do you remember the like like you re- re- rewind mm-hmm. and record over it? Yeah. Wow. I, I, I miss it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't think I was alive. No. I don't think you were because I, so. I only remember the one that we have now. Yeah. So I think we recorded our original Goofy. Hello. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. On the the click were tape machine. Yeah, <laughs> which we thought was so funny. It was so funny. You can't even. He- you couldn't even hear it, right? Yes, you could. You could. You were live then. You were not telling me about it though. Well, part of the problem was we were laughing too yeah. in the background. So it was. So when you know the answering machine picked up, it was this incomprehensible. <laughs> Strange children's song <laughs> with children laughing really loudly That's over it. Kind of terrifying. <laughs> and then the song yeah. ended, and then I went beep. <laughs> it's like I guess I'll leave my message now. <laughs> like oh, what just that happened? was? You should have kept that. <laughs> what just happened? Is uh, to explain to the audience, um, we had this weird kangaroo. That was stuff. Patricia's. It was yeah. Patricia's then, kangaroo. Then it turned up. Grandma got one. it from Australia when they went and uh, brought it back for me. <laughs> and when you press the the sound box thingy. Yeah, I don't remember where the button was, like on oh, its hand. On its little foot, I think. Yeah. And it would start to go, hello, 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 how are you? Hello, 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 how are you? Thank you, thank you, I am fine, and I hope that you are too. Then we'll do it again. So it's that song, but you couldn't really hear it very well because it was two kids laughing hilariously, just uncontrollable laughter. Yep, of two kids, <laughs> and then it would, and then the message ended, and then it would go beep, and then you're supposed to leave your message. That didn't last very long, it because mom and dad wanted to have 
some would say like this is the you know this is where you know the Downs residence or whatever and, the, and please leave your message after the beep like you know like a regular message mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not some incomprehensible <laughs> to, to kids to, 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 we're so funny <laughs> <laughs> it's just noise yeah <laughs> I remember being going to Grandma Granite's house and calling here to hear the message yep <laughs> This is, this is great. When you're on it, you're like, we are so funny. We're yeah. so funny. <laughs> God damn it. So she's using a real tape answering machine. Mm-hmm. Just hilarious. I want I, I want to get a real tape answering machine. We see a shadowy figure kind of move across this light patch on the wall and disperse a little bit. It's like, it's like reaching across the wall. Reaching and reaching. And, and across the kitchen door. I see those long pointy fingers like, reaching out for her shadow. But when she's listening to the recordings, it's like different people talking. And this one girl was like saying, listen, something, something about your old boyfriend. Like, I know he ripped your heart out. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then her heart actually gets ripped out by the thing. We, we see, you know, the Edward Scissorhands shadow mm-hmm. reaching mm-hmm. across the wall and stab her. And we see, like, blood splatter. And, and her shadow falls to the floor and we hear a thud. And, yeah, the shadow kind of retreats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, sorry, mm-hmm. Meredith. Yeah. Goodbye. And we get a one week later. Yeah. Sam and Dean pull up. In real costumes! Again! Wearing work time. person jumpsuits. With their name tag stitched on. That's Love really it. cute. It's a PF Alarm Systems is the company they're supposedly working for. Sam is looking at a newspaper, the Illinois State Chronicle. It's a, it's a pretty cool prop. It's a full, yeah. full front page of, of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, the big front page story, there's this story about a serial killer who, who's done a, a, the second murder in two months. So D, Dean is being sort of grumbly about wearing the costumes. <laughs> Dad and me did just fine with all these stupid costumes. Yeah, I feel like a high school drama dork, and he has, like, a genuine smile. And he's it's, like, what play did... What What was that play that you did? He's like, it was really cute. Yeah, it was cute. You were good in it. it was our, our town. Our town. Yeah. Sam was in our town. So clearly they stayed in one place long enough for Sam to be in a, a high school play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once. And, the, and Dean went to see it. Town again? I've never seen oh, it. I don't know. I don't. I've, I've only heard it referenced. I don't. I don't know. What I don't it actually is. know anything about it. From what I understand, it's a pretty popular one for like high schools and colleges to do. But I don't know anything about it. I've never okay. seen it. But we. So we know that Sam was in a high school play, and we know that that Dean went to see it. He's, he's complaining that uh, that their costumes cost his hard-earned credit card fraud money. Yeah. <laughs> when they get there and they walk in, the... I don't remember who she was. Landlady, she, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. She was, like, saying, well, your alarm's about as useful as boobs on a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ma'am. <laughs> And, oh my god, so they, when they first walk into Meredith's apartment, there are these weird, like, hanging curtains of p- little plastic square pieces, yeah. kind of like a beaded entryway, but big, like, chunky yeah. beads. Very, like, mid-2000s yeah. decor. <laughs> I was like, oh my 
God, I re- I had a beaded curtain once. It just get it got tangled so you much did, that I, didn't it? it was like yeah, it was it was, it was bright it, pink. Wasn't it? In, it was in your doorway. Yep. I always wanted one, mm-hmm. but then you got one, and it was super annoying. Yes. <laughs> Super annoying. It got tangled all the time. We just had to take it, it down. It was constantly getting into knots. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was really annoying and loud. Yeah. Oh, Dean sees that chain on the chain lock on the door has been cut. Right. As they're as they're walking in, he mm-hmm. like notes that, and you know they're like, I guess we're with the alarm company. We heard that you know we're that we're investigating like what kind of, there was there was a failure because yeah. so that we can fix stuff in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the landlady, we, we learn, is the one who found the body, but it took a few days. Mer- Meredith's work called yeah. and said, hey, she hasn't been into work. Can you check on her? She's like, that's and when I noticed the stink. Yeah, that's when she noticed the smell. The windows are locked. The door bolted. The chain had to be cut for them to get in. The alarm was still active. There had been there was no sign of a struggle, and the apartment was in perfect condition, except for Meredith. <laughs> she looked like she had been torn apart by some wild animal. Yeah. So they're you know the the boys are like, give us a few minutes. We are going to investigate this. Yeah. <laughs> Dean takes out his EMF reader, EMT, EMT reader, <laughs> and he's like, so there are no fingerprints, no weapons. The killer walks out of the apartment. So this is our kind of gig. Yeah, this this is weird. He's like, no fingerprints, so I'm gonna get my fingerprints all, <laughs> all over this place. Well, she did say the cops are done with this place. Okay. After a week, yeah, no, seems unlikely. Yeah, but okay. We we get some backstory information about the place that Dean got by being horny. Yeah, yeah. And he like, spoke oh, great. He's horny. This spoke episode. with uh, Amy, a charming perky, perky. officer of the law. <laughs> Found out that she's a Sagittarius. Loves tequila, and she's got this little tattoo. <laughs> Sam's like Dean. I didn't like Dean this episode. He was he was being horny and weird. Yeah, really. Yeah, he was acting really weird, really horny, super weird, horny. Not towards Sam, but like the idea of Sam hooking up with a girl. Yeah, yeah. He was more than encouraging. It, it was, was like it was creepy. It was, it was like live this for me. Yeah, it was it was creepy. I didn't like it. No. Mm-mm. This is not the best of Dean. No. Eric Kripke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> the, ca- the cops found one thing that they're keeping out of the papers, and it was that her heart was missing. Yes. The, and, and, you know, significant glance. And before they said it, my first thought, like, like remembering some of the supernatural lore was like, like, oh, you know, in a later episode, this would be about a werewolf. Yeah. And then and they were, they were like, like, hey, maybe it's a werewolf. werewolf. Yeah, they're like, oh, is, is it a werewolf? I'm like, no, the lunar cycle's wrong. So, yeah, in this universe, uh, werewolves eat the hearts of their victims. Mm. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. So, which, uh, like, oh, hey, they put this in, this this lore in super early. Wow. Yeah. Do we and meet any nice werewolves? Do we meet any nice werewolves? Are Not they just, that I know of. And what type of werewolf are they? Are they, like... Full moon, uncontrollable okay. transformation into a monster. And they're human before? They appear human before. Are they nice as humans ever? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember if they lose total control, or if they are you know stealthing around as like monstrous people. Hmm. I know we do run into a werewolf once or twice. It usually ends badly uh. for everybody involved. <laughs> you know, lunar transformation, Hulk out into a big monster, big teeth and claws, and. 
just tear people to shreds. So they agree, like, so werewolf, lunar cycle's wrong. And in fact, most creature monsters right, would have left trace. some sort of trace. So it's got to be something incorporeal, like maybe a spirit of some kind. Dean lo- is looking at the blood splatter on the floor, and we s- he sees something. Mm-hmm. So he uh, they get some. He asks for uh, masking tape and plays connect the dots with the masking tape mm-hmm. and makes this symbol. It's like it's a dick. <laughs> it's it's a little bit like Rorschach test. It's yeah. a little yeah. like you got you, you could have connected them in a different, different pattern. That's that's not, what you saw. Like there are and there are some you left out. It's vague. I saw a strange, it's kind of vague. I saw a strange, mysterious hand. I see a giraffe. That's Coraline. Oh. oh. With the old ladies and she's reading her tea, her tea leaves. Mm. And she shakes it up and she's like <gasps> I see a dark, mysterious hand. And then the other lady looks over and she's like, I see a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's a little bit sketchy on the, you yeah, know, the symbol the, what the symbol is. But basically it looks like a space station. <laughs> yeah. It's like an oval with two, it's an oval with two it, like scythes coming out of it. I thought it looked like the golden snitch. Oh, kind of. Okay, which is a which is a circle with wings, wings coming, coming out, out of it. it. One's kind of going the wrong way, but yeah, there. It's like uh, look, it could deadly look golden like, snitch. <laughs> it could look like the Empire fighter ships in Star Wars yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you cut off like the top and bottom of one wing each, mm-hmm. but you know, an oval with like a scythe coming up one one side and going up, and a scythe coming out the other side and going down, like kind of curved. Yeah. Visually gripping stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's audio yes. medium. Yeah, all of the hand gestures I'm making to describe this shape are <laughs> really helpful to you, the listener. So, but they're like, we don't know what this is. This is this is it's a symbol. We think Could we mean connect something. We connected some dots. You didn't connect shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I connected them. them. <laughs> now they're in the bar. <laughs> bar time. Dean um, is chatting with a, a very booby bartender. Her tits are out. Yep, for and her. Che- and, he, and Dean is checking out pretty girls as they walk by, and th- people are playing pool, and it's very loud in here. Yeah. yeah. Why are they having a conversation in here? <laughs> Always. It's like so, the most counterintuitive places to have these conversations. And it's, it's so, so loud, and there are so many people, and they're talking about ghosts and murder. Mm-hmm. Why are they having... It's so loud. Why is Sam sitting down at a table, looking so suspicious, with newspapers out? Some... I mean, some of the bars they go to, the dives and stuff, it, they're... It's a much quieter environment. The, the music's not so loud. It's a little bit darker. It's a little bit more, like, they're not going to be bothered. And they're working the case over a beer. Sure. Sure. This is like a sports bar. Yeah. Yeah. Sam's hair is looking uh, particularly boy band t- today. <laughs> Very mid two thousands boy band swish. Yes, <laughs> which which was uh, the haircut that everyone, ev- all the guys had, from like two thousand four to two thousand eight. Yeah, it was, this, it was a very. It's like a flat with a swish across the forehead, and you had <laughs> to toss your head a little bit to get yeah. your hair out of your eyes. Yeah, it was the flick. And then eventually that stopped being the style, so they got the hair cut shorter. But they were so used to it that sometimes they'd have like a little twitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little flick. So Sam is like, what did you get besides her number? Dean's so, like, dude, I'm a professional. I'm I, offended. I'm offended that, that you, you would even think that. 
dot dot dot. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at this holds napkin. up the napkin with her number on it. You mind doing a little bit of thinking with your upstairs brain, Dean? Everyone in this episode is being weird and raunchy. I don't like it. Hmm? Is it not in a good way? No, No. I don't like it. Not in, like, Rocky Horror. No, No, it's not in a fun way. It's in a mid-2000s... Creepy way. Creepy way. It's like, ha-ha, we're we're men and we're... I don't like dicks. We have dicks. I don't like it. Because this is not at all what... They're, they're, they've been like up to this point, no. so I don't, I don't like it very much. We learned that Meredith worked here. She waited at tables. Everyone here is her friend. Uh, everyone says she was normal. She didn't do or say anything weird before she died. And, mm. you know, family, friends, work, all normal. And there was, then they're talking about another guy that had a very similar case, Ben Swordstrom. Mm-hmm. But, like, there were, like, any connections to her? No. No. None. They were in completely different worlds. They had they, no, like, no overlap, no, like, he, you know, showed up at the bar the yeah. night before or anything. No, nothing weird. And it was the same deal. Locked and alarmed door, undisturbed apartment except for the body. So as, as they're having this conversation, Sam sees something over Dean's shoulder and just gets up and walk, like, walks away from Dean. And Dean's mm-hmm. like, what, what, what is going on? And we see a young woman with a blonde pixie cut, uh, her back turned. Sam puts, a, Sam puts his hand on her shoulder, and she kind of startles and turns around. It's Meg! Hey, it's I Meg. love Meg. And she's like, Sam! Oh my god! The hug. What are the odds of us meeting up here? That's so <laughs> random. It's what definitely are... not like I summoned you in my weird blood bowl. <laughs> what? This is so weird. Oh my god. I love the first thing Sam is like, I'm uh, in town visiting friends. And she looks around and she goes, where are they? Where are your friends? <laughs> and like, he's like, well, they're, they're not here right now. now. But It's like, it's so like... funny because she knows, of course, and she just likes to... Yeah, yeah everything she says here is like, if you, if you knew... Then it would it has another meaning. Yeah. <laughs> so we learn the the story she's telling anyway uh, is that she went to Cal. She, he's like, I thought you were going to California. Where? Why are you up here in Chicago? She's, she's like, like, I went. I came. came I saw. I conquered. Met some. She's like, I met some, someone. Something Michael Murray in a bar. Chad Michael Murray. Yeah. Was on Gilmore Girls. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, he's Tristan. Yeah. Tristan. I did the Cinderella story. He went on to do One Tree Hill, I want to say. Yeah, he was on One Tree Hill. He was in Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan. Uh, So, a a mid 2000s. He's also been in quite a few Hallmark movies. Great. Good for for him. him. Right Before Christmas Colors of Love. Loving Winterland. Well, you can look for those when the season... Too Close for Christmas. Oh the Road God. to Christmas. Cupid oh. Christmas. Oh, no. <laughs> That's oh so God. many. I know. There's more. But good for him, though. That's steady work, if you can get it. If you are like that... He ge- looks very ge- generic. Generic, attractive white person. I don't think he looked as generic when he was younger, but he's turned into a very generic-looking man. Not generic-looking. Like, generic, attractive... Yes, generic, attra- attractive it's, man. It's, but, mm-hmm. but not movie star attractive. No. So like you, you but but Jarek Hallmark right yeah man. like where they all they all look the same the same if you can hit that mark though 
you got lots of work because yeah. they, they make a lot of those movies. Especially because all of the women have the same exact hairstyle. Yeah, no, yeah, it goes for the the women too. They yeah. all look they all look exactly the same. Sometimes they're blonde, sometimes they've got brown hair, but it's the same long hair with the pretty cylindrical curls. Yeah. So <laughs> Dean keeps clearing his throat. Yeah. Like throughout this well, whole conversation. So, we, we, we first we, we learn that she, she's like, oh yeah, I've been in Chicago for a while now. This is where I'm living, and he's like, oh, are you from here? And she's like, no, I'm from Massachusetts, Andover. Looking, you know, back after we've seen the episode, she planted that piece of evidence, right? That mm-hmm. that she gave them that information mm-hmm. specifically to make her story check out. Yeah, Dina's followed Sam over by this point, and is like like trying to get Sam to introduce yeah, him. He wants to be introduced. Introduce so me to the bad lady. lady. He's like 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 he's who's got this like this? who's this? But he can't just like walk in, yeah. so he's like he's kind of like he's like, like step like, behind oh, him, oh, like and, over Sam's shoulder, like <laughs> and he clears his throat a couple times. Yep. And she turns to Dean, gives him this cold look, and it says, dude, cover your mouth. Yes! (laughs) I love her so much. It's like, she didn't even think about it. And, like, she knows it's him, of course, but she's like, dude, cover your mouth. And he's like, oh. And Sam is like, yeah, I'm sorry, Meg, this is my brother, Dean. She's like, oh, it's your, this is Dean? Oh, this, this is Dean? Nice, the way you treat your brother, like luggage. He's like, uh, okay, why don't you what? let him do what he wants to do? Stop dragging him all over God's green earth. I Dean's like, uh, what? Meg, Meg calling <laughs> Dean the fuck out. Yep. And I love this persona she's putting on as this ride or die mm-hmm. person. She's uh-huh. she's like, oh, she, she's so happy to see Sam. She's like, this is oh, this is Dean. This this, this guy. This, uh, this, this guy want to fucking go? And, and Sam's like, ah! No, <laughs> calm down. Calm down. <laughs> when I said it was out of anger, whatever, you know, and... Um, <laughs> this Dean's like, okay. Dean's like, Dean's like, this is awkward. Well, oh, goodbye. I'm gonna go get I a love, drink I now. Don't rem- yeah, he's like, I'm gonna go get a drink. <laughs> he, <laughs> and he, he just kind of whistles. <laughs> he's like, okay. <laughs> she, she's like, sorry, sorry. I'm like, I know he's your brother, but it, just what he's done to you makes me so mad. And it's, yeah, no, she's like, the the way that he, the way you told me he treats you, if it were me, I'd kill him. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Stares at him for a little too Which, long. Which, yeah, like, if we don't know anything about her or who she is or whatever. Right, sure. She's, she, she's I love, passionate. I love, she's passionate. She's kind of weird and quirky, but like. She is ride or die for Turkey. Sam. Mm-hmm. They they don't know each other at all, but they 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 have met. They've known each other for like two days total. Seem to have trauma bonded just because she was saying all the right things for him to hear. Right, but mm-hmm. but like if we don't know anything else about her, like this cover story she's crafted, yeah. she is you know a kindred spirit. Mm-hmm. She is kind of you know got, got this like artsy floaty vibe to her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she I'm is going to California. You want to come with me? And yeah, and she is very. Very supportive of Sam. Mm-hmm. Just, I love this persona and that like, she's immediately ride or die for him. Kind of like, almost like, I wouldn't say mom friend, but the way that she was like... Sister friend. Yes, yeah, sister, sister friend. Big friend. sister. It's got sister friend vibes, but then she's also being weird and flirty with him. Yeah. So, weird. But just the way that she's like, oh, this is the guy that you trauma dumped about? This guy right here? Let's fucking this go. Let's fucking Let's go. <laughs> you treat your brother like shit. <laughs> Did you know that? Like, Get your shit together. <laughs> she's like, we should hook up while you're in town. 
She goes, I could show you a hell of a time. Because uh, <laughs> I'm just one I'm hell, hell of, of a butler. butler. <laughs> um, and, but in this circumstance, nobody gets the joke. So only she's the one that's like, <laughs> she's going, <"Hur." laughs> which, which, now, which now we know she's been doing this whole time. Which yep. she's, she's like, I, I had to cut that guy off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could show you one hell of a time. <laughs> she just he just sees her giggling to herself. He's like, Oh, what's funny? That's She's so like funny. I don't know, I've just got one hell of a sense of humor. <laughs> um so you know, she and Sam she Sam gets her number. And her last name. And her last name. She is Meg Masters. And she says she's like like, yeah, we will catch up. Hope to see you soon, Sam. Her gaze lingers when he leaves. Yeah. He has this look that says a lot. He's like, uh-huh. Like, yeah, yes, I, I hope to see you. And I'm a little conflicted about whether or not I, like, like why I hope mm-hmm. to see you or not. Yeah, Sam's, Sam's spidey senses are tingling here. Yeah. His EMT reader in his brain. <laughs> his, his personal EMT reader. Hey, maybe it is going off and he doesn't realize it. But well, that, I mean, that's, that's what's happening. When he was talking about, he's like, I don't know, I just get weird vibes. Yeah. That, and Dean's like, that's literally what it means. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Hey, he's if, got weird he, psychic powers, so you know. Sam, Sam's maybe getting some weird vibes from her, and he doesn't make the connection that that's what's going on. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that's a, that's a theory. We're outside the bar. Dean's like, who the hell is she? And. Rather than being like, 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 oh man, it was great to see Meg. Sam is immediately like, that was super weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was super weird. I didn't think I would ever see her again, and now she has shown up in the town that where where we are. That should not happen. Mm-hmm. He's he's Sam is weirded out by this and concerned. And Dean is pissed that mm-hmm. Sam is bitching about him to some chick, <laughs> and he's mad about what she said about the luggage thing. And oh. Sam kind of apologizes, and then for context is like, we were in that fight. Remember the audience, yeah. if you don't remember, in Scarecrow, we, we left each other. Remember, we, that was, kind we, of we were sense. having a breakup, and uh, so I, you know, just needed someone to talk to. And Dean's like, you shouldn't be talking to me about anybody else. And it's like, okay, you guys aren't a couple, though. No. <laughs> he's, he's like, yeah, she's weird. She wasn't even into me. Like, Dean, stop being horny. <laughs> Not the time. And he kept, throughout this this whole scene, Sam is being like, there's something weird going on. Mm-hmm. i getting weird vibes. I don't like it. She shouldn't be here. And yeah. Dean gets more exposition about how he met her. Uh, and now she's at this random Chicago bar. And the same bar where that waitress was killed by something supernatural. Yeah. You don't think that's kind of weird? And Dean, throughout this scene, is being, uh, you know, he's, he's being, like, aggressive and antagonistic. Bitch boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's being, this, you know, aggressive and antagonistic towards Sam. And is using horniness to do it. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, there's something about this girl I can't put my finger on. He's you like, bitch. Yeah, I bet you to do. Stop. Shut up. So Sam sends Dean to go do research while he does some surveillance on Meg. And <laughs> Dean is being pervy. He's like, oh, ooh, I bet you want to watch her. Like, oh, stop. Stop, Dean. It's not a good look. Nope. All, it, all it's saying to me is that you are, like, weird and on edge this episode. And, like, like it's it's not coming off as when we've seen him be, like, you know, super horny before. Mm-hmm. It's in a, like, space that is performative. Mm-hmm. Right. 
he's being like antagonistic about it mm-hmm. here. So it's not coming off as like, you know, you know, genuine, like, I mean, it's, it's bad and creepy, mm-hmm. but it's coming off as like, he's pissed about something. Yeah. So he's like acting out and it's choose a different way to get their feelings yeah. through. And like, I, I felt that too, but then I'm also like, well, it just, it also just feels like bad writing. That too. Mm-hmm. It really does. It feels like inconsistent writing. It feels like an inconsistently written character. But if if we're going off the idea that Dean is, you know, creepy and pervy when he's in a space where it's more likely he feels pressured to be performative, and this is his only outlet for feeling bad about Sam talking about him to... Mm-hmm to someone else and he's not reacting in a healthy way okay like like how he was behaving in Hookman with all the frat guys in the college stuff yeah, and yeah. he was you know feeling performative masculinity there a lot like okay i guess i get it but it's still bad yeah it's um, not like you can really excuse it no it's still it's still it's not good no. so dean goes to research while sam stakes out meg's apartment we learn that there is a Meg Masters from Andover, Massachusetts. And Dean is still being, being weird. weird and now gross. go knock on her door and invite her to a poetry reading or whatever it is you do. It's, it's like, stop. Stop being creepy. Like, it's Don't not do whatever I do. I actually enjoy inviting people to poetry readings. Not <sighs> just girls. I enjoy listening to poetry. Slam poetry night tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Snap, snap, snap for that. Snap, snap, snap. We get some dubious lore. Dubious lore. Dean has found this symbol is Zoroastrian. 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 2000 years BC, sigil for a deva, a savage animalistic demon of darkness. Demonic pit bulls. Mm hmm. Nasty attitudes. But I like pit bulls. And Sam's like, how'd you figure that but out? I like pitbulls. Store wide. Store wide. Sam is like, how'd you figure that out? And Dean's like, you don't have the corner on paper chasing around here. Like, like, okay, so now Sam's like, you're dumb. How are you doing research? Okay, for you, first of yeah. all, Sam, Dean does yeah. research all I the know, time. I, you sent him to go do the research while you staked out her apartment. Dean does research all the time. Yeah, He's like, not dumb. Dean is smart. Stop playing it down. Maybe that's why Dean is insecure about some stuff and wants to project his masculinity to overcome that. But we learn learn that Dean called one of their dad's friends, mm-hmm. someone named Caleb. We learn that uh, Davis have to be summoned. So something's controlling this thing, and it's risky to the summoner. Yeah. To. Uh, to, to try to control this. They tend to bite the hand that feeds them. Which tells Sam and Dean that you have to have serious, some pretty serious power to, to manage this thing. So that means there could be a major player in town. And then Dean gets weird and gross again. Mm-hmm. He suggests Sam give Meg a private stripogram. And Sam says, bite me. And Dean's like, no, no bite, bite, bite her. her. But don't leave teeth marks. It's like, Dean? Dean, Stop. It's, no one thinks it's funny. I get that you're uncomfortable right now because because Sam has, you know, has had interactions with people who are not you. But yeah. That's unhealthy. Stop. And now Sam gets to be a little weird and creepy because he watches Meg getting dressed in her window. Yep. 
And Lights turn on. She's walking around in her bra, puts on a shirt. Uh, Sam is watching her. And then as he's watching, this woman comes up to his <laughs> car window. She's like, excuse me. He's like, what? She's like, pervert. And then <laughs> walks away. And she like, walks away. And she's like, what a creep. Yeah. And he's like, it's not what... It's not what it looks like, except it is exactly what it looks like. So Meg has gotten dressed and heads out on foot in the rain. So Sam decides to follow her. And she's... We don't know how far. Yeah. He follows her on foot, but he follows her to a graffitied do not enter door. Yeah. So Sam enters. Opens a secret little door, kind of on a false wall, to into this warehouse. They say it's a warehouse, but it doesn't really look like any warehouse. It looks like a weird castle. Yeah. (laughs) It looks... Yeah, kind of castle-like or, like, really old... Like, loft apartment building. Yeah. The like, way that they were making the door seem like it was supposed to be almost hidden, I thought that he was going to walk around and be like, oh, oh where, no, she where would she go? She disappeared. Yeah. I was like, well, he gets a nat 20 on his perception. Yeah. Finds the entrance. Get, guess so. Because he didn't see her use the door. No, he was he around the corner. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like an old, maybe, maybe like an old apartment building that mm-hmm. has, like, when we see the interior, like, the... My least favorite type of elevator. This is your least favorite? Yeah. Uh, like old timing? It's, it's yeah. worse worse than freight elevators. What does that look like? It's it's bigger and rather than... So, well, well, we can talk about the elevators in just a sec. So, um, but I was going to say the... So, like, like, a, like a really big old apartment building, you know, brickwork, exposed brickwork and stuff that has, like, when you're on, like, the floor with, you know, you know an apartment level floor or something... Like all the interior walls knocked out, mm-hmm. so it's now a big lofted space. Right. That that's kind of, that, or maybe it was like like an assembly floor in like a factory. Maybe it didn't mm-hmm. feel warehouse. No, it didn't to me. Do you think it'd be a fun place to play laser tag? This would be the type of place that could that I wouldn't be surprised to see repurposed into like a laser tag type place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's got it's like Industrial Revolution era. Probably building brick, a lot of exposed brickwork, kind of dilapidated. I just remember when, like, looking into the windows of our closed Kmart, which is now what is it like? It starts with an R. Runnings. When it was empty, but it still had like some like knocked down, almost strategically placed like knocked down uh, shelves that some of them were like stacked on top of each other. It looked like it was set up for people to play laser tag. <laughs> And I and the, some the lights were off, so I was just think like making almost like a plan in my head to be like like, like how to use the cover and like run from different spots. Yeah, <laughs> and like how you know how it's almost it's like that ultralight or ultraviolet thing mm-hmm. uh, where they have colors that uh, like the white on your clothes is like blue, mm-hmm. um, black light. Yeah, yeah, and it looks really cool. I don't know, I was thinking of, like, splatting that type of paint all over the place and having, like, cool glow-in-the-dark stuff. Well, when you can afford to buy an empty building, Kmart. an empty Kmart, you can make it laser tag. Mm-hmm. Laser tag is fun. It's been a long time since I played laser tag. I played it maybe twice, but only in college. I played it once at, like, a kid's birthday party. I played it, mm-hmm. uh, the last time I played it was with two of my friends, just, like, we were having a sleepover, and then her mom was like, hey, you guys want to go to, uh, what's it called? Uh, the, like, game place of Perkins. Yeah, the arcade underneath. Yeah. Fun Zone? Yeah. Which is, like, Chaffee's Fun Zone. Yeah. 
She's like, you want to go there and then I can buy you guys like a couple rounds of laser tag? And it was just the three of us spread out in this like big chunk. Like this. It's a pretty big space and we were all versus against each other. <laughs> I think I lost out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Had the lowest points. But it was really fun. Very stressful. I was very sweaty. Yeah. I played with my RA staff and our like supervisor was there too. I think she was pregnant at the time. So she was running around (laughs) with a laser tag thing. (laughs) So, so Sam gets into this building and there's like this like utility type door lock situation, you know, like one of those like, like old, like mechanical number punch pads, Mm -hmm. which is locked and you can't get through it. So he's like, okay, trying to figure out what to do. So he goes back down the stairs and there's this old cage elevator mm-hmm. right out of a horror movie. Yep. Which, and the door to the cage elevator opens, but there's no elevator in it. Yeah. He decides to climb the elevator shaft. <laughs> <laughs> no! I was like, this is a wild decision on Sam's part. Yeah. He can't see if there's an elevator up there no. from where he's standing. The the co- the cables are still there. Yeah. He's swinging around. But, and not, not only that, he doesn't know how high he's got to go. No. So he decides he's going to just, just free, 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 climb, climb, free climb the inside of this cage elevator. Ridiculous. Which, just an absolutely wild decision to me. Uh, this cage, ele- I mean, cage elevators are made of metal. Mm-hmm. This would be so loud. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it rattles. Not, it rattles when you touch it. The cage itself is not designed to be climbed. No. No. This isn't... A, Why would a, it? <laughs> it? It's not a stable thing. I don't know this how. this is not something that can be accomplished stealthily. Mm-mm. And I mean, I get that Sam is tall, but it's still a long way he's got to go. Yeah. Even if he only goes one floor up, that's, you know, 10, 20 feet. She wouldn't be able to hear him. She abs- With the echoes coming up the elevator shaft? Absolutely. She would be able to hear him the second he started, like, it's like a spider web, basically. Like, the second he started, like, it would have gone all the way up, and she'd be like, oh, he's here. Yeah. Okay. So he just free climbs the inside of this cage elevator. What did you say a freight? Oh, a freight elevator is going to be... So it could, freight elevators could have exposed sides, but they're not exposed to air. Usually they're exposed to solid wall. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So the wall goes past as Yeah, you're seeing you like see. a cinder block or brick wall go past you. Oh, no. You're standing I like there. These... It's kind of like it doesn't have walls. You just see the the walls of the elevator shaft. Like in um, Spirited Away? Uh, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. The Spirited Away elevator would be more like a freight elevator. No, I like, I think, I think this elevator is my least favorite type. Really? Mm-hmm. I think I dislike freight elevators m- more. Just there's, it, they're... I kind of like them. They're, they're creepier. I, I, I don't like elevators. No. Yeah. At all. Mm-mm. Especially um, the last elevator that we were at in the hotel or on the trip back from Cape Cod. It was pretty scary because it made some sounds. <laughs> it made a... And when it got it, it was like... Oh my god. And then the door would go... And open. And then we're... We were, Dad and I were kind of like, I don't know. I don't know about this. I don't this. know about this. And why am I going And then the whole thing is going to fall. I, d- I don't like elevators, really. If I have the option, I will take the stairs. When I was working maintenance at, at school, 
I had to use a lot of freight elevators mm-hmm. for, you know, moving our big cleaning equipment and stuff around and like dumpsters and stuff, other, you know, heavy, you know, piles of debris and whatever. And I, I actually, I really, I didn't mind our freight elevators. They were slow, but really reliable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was a button that you could hold that would, that would very slowly move them up or down <laughs> <laughs> because it would often stop unevenly with the with the floor it was right. on so you had to like move it up or down to make it level so that you could roll whatever you're rolling in and off it, i i really i didn't mind our freight elevators they weren't they weren't scary they did close with a gate mm-hmm. like a an accordion folding gate mm-hmm. and if you you know stuck your finger in there you could lose your finger not you know as dramatic as like the like the spirited away elevator mm-hmm. Did not move that fast, <laughs> or like I mean, if if you know the a cage elevator like this one, if you stuck a stick your finger in it while it's moving, yeah, you could lose your finger. Just don't stick, just, just don't touch it. He climbs, uh, this yeah, is, he climbs up to like where is, it's a kind of a gate. Sam has some wild plans. Yeah, he he climbs up to you know the landing mm-hmm. where the gate is partially ajar. He can see through the gate, but it is partially ajar but chained. Yeah. And we see some creepy mannequins. Yeah, creepy mannequins in the corner. And we he has found Meg's occult hideout. He stealthily eavesdrops on her. Somehow. Yeah. Somehow stealthily Somehow. eavesdrops. Somehow. He eavesdrops on her crazy cup conversation. <laughs> yeah, he sees her doing this weird occult stuff. There's the silver chalice. And she says, I don't think you should come. The brothers are in town. Yes, sir. Yes, I'll be waiting for you. And Sam just, like, hangs out in the elevator shaft, waiting until she leaves. Yeah, she blows out the candles and leaves. And then crawls up into the cult room to investigate this altar. We see the symbol from earlier drawn in blood and a lot of gross stuff. Yeah, there's two hearts. Two hearts, candles, a tarot card of the, this is the prophet, and it's got that symbol on it. There's prayer beads and skulls and bones and all kinds of junk. So, like, Meg is up to something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sam's like, what the hell? So, we're back at the motel, and Sam, Sam comes in, and they have a simultaneous, dude, dude I've got, got something to, to talk to you. <laughs> i got to talk, talk to you. About- Sam debriefs Dean about Meg. He's like, I knew it! I knew she was up to something! Dean pulled in a favor from his friend Amy at the police department, and We've, we learned both of the victims were born in Lawrence, Kansas. Kansas, their hometown, where all of this started for them. And Dean is worried and does not think that they can handle it alone. Mm-hmm. So they put in a call to John. They have to leave a message, as always. Yeah. Dean is on the phone giving details about the warehouse. Dad, if you get this, get to Chicago as soon as you can. Might have something to do with Mom, he says. Yeah. The boys are nervous. Yeah. They're they're doing a, you know, you know, false bravado thing with each other. Yeah, back and forth like y- you're you're not nervous. No. 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 Are you nervous? Okay. No. no. Of course not. <laughs> um, this this is their biggest enemy yet and they are not sure what to expect. They think it's out of their league. So they are they're going to rock up with every weapon they can think of. Mm-hmm. Guns, 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 guns. They have so many guns. So many guns. Yep. Exorcism rituals, holy water. Different kinds of rounds for the guns, like, you know, salt salt rounds, regular rounds. Like they're they're arming up with you know, they're they're gonna be carrying like an armory with them. And as they're talking, Sam's like, Man, what if this is like it? Yeah, what if this whole thing was over tonight? 
I'd sleep for a month. I'd go back to school, just be a person again. Dean's like, you'd go back to school? It's like, huh, good for you. And Sam's like, well, what are you going to do when it's all over? And Dean's like, it's never going to be over. There's always something to hunt and people to save. And Sam's like, okay. Sam's like, well, there's got to be something you want for yourself. Mm. And Dean says, yeah, I don't want you to leave the second this thing's over, Sam. When he's saying, he has these, uh, th- th- these next few lines, he's having a hard time looking at Sam mm-hmm. and like, you know, walks away, kind of trying to compose himself for a second before he before he talks. He says, why do you think I drag you everywhere, huh? Why do you think I came and got you at Stanford? And Sam's like, well, because dad was in trouble. Yeah, because of the thing that killed mom. It's like, yeah, but it's more than that, man. You, me, dad, I want us to be together again. I want us to be a family again. Like, you're never a family. <laughs> Sam's like, we are a family. I'd do anything for you, but things will never be the way they were before. Dean's like, they could be. But Sam's like, I don't want them to be. When this is over, you're going to have to let me go my own way. Oof. Eesh. This this is a this is certainly a scene. There's some, some behind-the-scenes stuff here I vaguely recall, but have since seen talked about again. There are, you know, some, some jacting choices going on here. And from what I understand, Jensen had a hard time with this scene. He connected, he, he was so connected to the Dean's character, the breaking down of the walls there was, it was hard for him to get through. Dean is very vulnerable here. Mm-hmm. And this is, this, is, this is hard for Dean. The, the, the idea that this is it, this fixes everything, is kind of scary. The, when, when Sam asks him, there's got to be something you want for yourself. There isn't. Yeah. He wasn't allowed to have dreams. He has never wanted for himself. He wanted what John told him to want. Mm-hmm. He wanted what was required of him by duty to his father, to his brother, who he was there to protect, to the people they were trying to save, to the memory of their dead mother. Never for himself. So the idea of something beyond this unfathomable yeah no there's always going to be people to save so there's always going to be things to hunt this is never over for me this is never over for us this is our life this is the way things are extremely sad that dean is is here like this and at this point this is you know part way through we're a little more than halfway through season one of 15 mm-hmm. and sam's hopeful like man this could be it solve this problem, avenge mom's death, avenge Jessica, I'll go back to school. Mm-hmm. Season one of 15. Mm-hmm. It's not that simple. And I've, I've said before, this show is a tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> it is a tragedy with a cyclical nature. The constant struggle of the characters to escape the cycle is part of the formula of the show. The, they, uh, that's not what they intended when they first started the show. They wanted a monster hunting procedural. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they they wanted, you know, a dark and gritty monster hunting show. Men being men doing men, men things. Men being men doing man things. Sometimes hot and sexy. Sometimes hot and sexy in a really, you know, Creepy objectification way. of women way. They didn't intend for it to be, you know, tragic in the Greek literature sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With lots of, you know, hubris and like, but like, oh boy. 
You boys have no idea. Yes, very sad. And it makes me sad. Aww. <laughs> the 15, 15 seasons of sad. Anyways, <laughs> the boys are... Cow a bummer. <laughs> Cow a bummer. This is where I watch my parents die, Raphael. Cow, Cow a bummer. <laughs> Cow a bummer. So the boys, boys are climbing up the elevator shaft again. To spy on Meg, do her incantations. And this time, there's two of them, and they've both got duffel bags full of guns and books. Yeah. What? Clank, 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 clank. And they're heavy. (laughs) And as they're climbing, that would be another burden to carry. What? And they're doing this. They're not in, like, climbing gear. They're just in their jeans and work boots. Yeah. Like... Sam sneaks up through the little gap in the gate, and Dean kind of shimmies up. And Sam has a gun trained on Meg. So they're like, okay, there's like all kinds of crates and stuff. She's so yeah, we'll find some cover. Let's yeah, she, some she's cover. she's doing some occult nonsense at the at the altar. So they're like, okay, what we're gonna do is we're gonna like like this is laser tag. Mm-hmm. Yep, go find some cover behind these crates, and we've got our guns. This is the, we got somewhere it it turned the camera, and there's a mannequin, this a mannequin, and it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Because it was, like, right behind Sam, and I was like, yeah! Ooh, you got me. <laughs> I don't know if they meant for it to be a jump scare, because she just has mannequins in the place. But they are creepy. Mm-hmm. So they, like, they get back there, they got their guns, they're behind the crates, and Meg stops talking in Latin. She's like, guys, hiding is a little bit childish, don't you think? And they're like... They come a little closer, holding their guns up. And Dean's like, that didn't work out like I'd planned. You guys didn't have a plan. Yeah, well, what was the plan, what, what, Dean? What, Dean? What was tell the us. plan? What was the plan? <laughs> Maggie's like, Sam, I have to say, this puts a little, cr- a real crimp in our relationship. <laughs> Dean's like, where's your little Deva friend? And uh, Maggie's like, around. A shotgun's not going to do much for that. It's like, ah, it's not for that, it's for you, sweetheart, or whatever. (laughs) Something like that. They're like, Meg, we're we're, we're here on an investigation, we need to know. Who are you working for? Who are you waiting for? She's like, I was waiting for you. It's a trap! It was a trap for the boys! The Davis shadow goes up the back wall and over to the boys' shadows. It slashes and it shoves Sam and Dean and it slashes Sam's face. Mm, Yeah. Drop the just drop So now the the boys are tied to pillars, tied up boys, sexy boys. <laughs> and Dean's like, "Your girl." Dean's Dean calls Meg a bitch. Mm-hmm. They do that a lot. Yeah, we and we learn that this was all a setup to lure the boys in. Mm-hmm. The two who were killed from Lawrence. That was just a little little nugget. Mm-hmm. Doesn't of, mean anything. Just to no. draw you in. It was just to make it so that with like so that they could feel like they were uncovering something, so that it wasn't too easy, so that they had to like dig for it. Mm-hmm. He's like, so you Sam's like, so you killed those two people for nothing. Meg's like, baby, I've killed a lot more for a lot less. I love her. Like, huh. damn, huh. damn, that's hot. Meg uh, playing the long game here all this this whole time playing the long game. This is where we were, we're like, oh, so that whole conversation in the bar, she was waiting for them. She mm. knew they were gonna be there. This whole thing has been a persona. Her being ride or die for Sam was just for fun. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's very good. We learned that uh, this was a trap, but not for them. It's this for trap John. isn't for you. It's for John. And Dean says, "Sweetheart, you're dumber than you look." 
he wouldn't walk into something like this. He's too good. Mm. She's like, he's pretty good, but he has a weakness. You. You can. He lets his guard down around you. The, the, I mean, we, you know, we, we got some, you know, the the captive person who's like, oh, yeah, they're, like, like they're too smart for to fall into your trap or whatever. Sort of, you know, bravado. Whatever. Um, he only shows up because well, they mentioned their mom. Yeah. He doesn't actually really care that much about them. Well... I don't think I, th- I think Dean thinks that like it's there's a definite possibility that that John's not going to come rescue him like like Dean thinks using him as bait is a bad idea. John's not going to put you know put himself in danger to rescue Dean. That's because Dean got here because of his own dumb mistake. I think that's that's a genuine mm-hmm. possibility. But they're like Meg, why are you doing this? She's like loyalty, love, like your love for your mommy and Jess. So so now she's like she's completely given up any any illusion of friendship with these guys. Yeah, and she's she's mean. Yeah, go to hell, um, baby. I'm already there. I did. I did <laughs> because of I like I know who she is. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> 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 the go to hell thing. <laughs> Crawls over to Sam. Yeah, this, 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 like the next this. the next bit of this scene gets weirdly sexual, mm-hmm. not in a fun way. Yeah. She gets this very is... close to his ear and face. And and she's she's just getting all weird. She's getting real real sexual with Sam, for for a hot minute until she realizes that Dean's got a knife and he's trying to escape. Yep. And she she grabs takes the knife away from him and looks at him and he kind of he's got this little is <laughs> 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 worth a try. <laughs> His little look when he gets caught is very so cute. She throws it far away from him and then walks crawls back over to Sam and continues. And is and is being all weird and sexual. And like, now are you just trying and... to distract me while your brother cuts free? And he's like, uh, no, it's because I have a knife too. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Sam has uh, escaped, headbutts her real hard off him, jumps up and runs over to the altar and flips it. Yep. Which we know from the episode Faith. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just turning an altar upside down is plenty. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all you gotta that's do. That's all you gotta do. We see the shadowy figures flying in from the window. They gather, and they drag Meg across the floor. And throw her out the window. And we see her broken body on the pavement below. I'm like, Meg can't be dead. She Sam, can. uh, Sam grabs the knife and cuts Dean free. And they go over the window to see Meg. But when, hold on, when they were, when Meg was doing that weird sexual stuff, Dean was so over it. He looked over, he's like, oh my god. He's like, you two get a room. But like, even after that, he's like, Jesus. Yeah. He's like, can you? <laughs> did, did you think that Meg was going to die here? I was very disappointed if she, yeah. if she was. I was like, Really? They can't do that. I was mm-hmm. like, but but who knows with this show? They they might try to just you know kill the one good female character that we've come across to uh, enrage the fans. We're, I was happy. Yeah, we're not really to enraging the fans territory yet, though. Yeah. Interestingly, we're still in the first season. We haven't the, the the people who make the show haven't turned around and realized they have you know a legion of queer fans mm-hmm. who that who they want to enrage. <laughs> they're, they're, they still at this point think that their their entire fan base is super macho men. Yes. So the boys just kind of like look at her body and then they're, they're like <laughs> they just leave her in the street. Yep. For anyone looking onto that. Yeah. Definitely suspicious. Yeah. Sees them in the window <laughs> right above where she fell. I've, okay. The boys are a bit torn up 
um, they've been attacked by the, the shadow monsters and they're bleeding and not feeling great. So they make their way back to the motel uh, with, you know, tail between their legs, kind of. Sam is bringing that big bag of weapons and shit. And Dean's like, you could have left that in the car. And he's like, better safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you never know what you're going to need. The, they go in and we see a dark figure by the window. Dean's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and he turns and it's John. It's like, John? Hey, hey, fuck you, you, you fucking fuck. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's John. Um, hey, boys. Ew. Dean goes in for a big hug. He clings to John. And then the first words out of Dean's mouth are, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Yep. It's a, it was a trap. I'm sorry. And um, John got there just in time to see Meg dragged out the window. <laughs> and she, like, she was she, the bad she guy, was right? She was the bad guy, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, and did they both say in unison, yes, sir? Yeah. yeah like, Sam Ooh. says, yes, sir. The, the force of John's personality in this room, they have reverted back mm-hmm. to John's kids, John's soldiers. Mm-hmm. It's it's so hard to be your own person when you you know you're back with in like in that environment and the you know the instinctive you know reaction is to fall back into to the old the old pattern. So even Sam says yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Huh. And when Dean goes in for that hug, Sam only he was in for a hi, dad. Like mm-hmm. it was it wasn't a handshake even. It was just hi. Yeah. But he's still still yes, yes sir. sir. The way, just the way Dean clings to John, mm-hmm. and his his immediate, I'm I'm sorry. He's taking full. He, Dean takes full responsibility for this. So we learn that so John is hunting the demon that killed their mom, and he plans to kill this demon, not just exercise it, not just send it back to hell. He wants to kill it, which at this point we're not sh- even sure is possible. Right. John says he has a plan. <laughs> Dean's like, what? How? And he's like, I'm working on it. Which, from what we know... John's been working on a plan for, like, 20 years. Right. <laughs> and from his conversation with Missouri, does not have no. a plan. <laughs> no, no. John uh, won't let them help. They, they want no. to help, but they, he, he won't let them to keep them safe. And addressing Sam, he says, last time we were together, we had one hell of a fight. Mm-hmm. And he says, it's been a long time. Good to see you again. Now is when you should be apologizing, John. Yeah. Sam uh, is, like, tearing up. Yeah. And then he goes in for a hug and tries not to cry. They're yeah, every, 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 everybody's tearing up. Everybody's crying. Mm-hmm. John is thrown backwards against the kitchen wall. <laughs> we have a jump scare. Uh, yeah, John goes full ragdoll. The shadow monsters are back. And we see a shot of, you know, an exterior shot of Meg who is still kicking. Mm-hmm. She's holding an amulet of some kind and looking up at the building that they're in. Meg is after them. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, so now we have a ghost fight. Yeah. John um, is screaming. Dean goes down. Sam grabs a flare He's like, and sets it off. So they're, they should be afraid of light. Yeah. Sam again with Let's the wild up. plans. Yeah. At least he has a plan. Hey, you know. Came up with something. It's something. So Sam's like, Sam's thought process is, well, they're shadows, so they so can't light. exist in the light. Maybe? Maybe. The devas disperse. Sam grabs his bag, uh, looking like through the smoke to find John. Dean gets him up. They're coughing. They get out of the room and go outside to the car. Yeah. Escaping into the street, 
you know, looking around, trying to figure out what to do next. Dean says, Dad can't come with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we almost got Dad killed in there. Dean fully believes this This is this is my fault. Yep. This is my this responsibility is, this, and my Dean, fault. Dean, so, like, it's, this is our fault that Dad almost got killed. Dad has an important job to do that's, that can't be allowed. Mm-hmm. This whole thing, my fault. Yeah, they're going to... The, I'm the one who fell for the trap. They're going to use us to get to him. Meg was right. Dad's vulnerable when he's with us. He's stronger without us around. John doesn't correct him. No. Mm-hmm. But Sam puts a hand on John's shoulder and is like, no. He's like, after everything, after all the time we spent looking for you, I have to be a part of this fight. And John's like, Sam, this fight's just getting started. We're all going to have a part to play. For now, you got to trust me, son. You got to let me go. And Dean is like, yeah, we are a liability. We we just proved that. We just we've just proven that we're we are a liability. Despite the fact that Meg latched onto Sam and they sort of had a thing, and Sam Sam is the one who was like tracking her and staking out her hideout and led Dean to the hideout. This is Dean's fault, according to Dean. Right. And John doesn't correct him. No. He lets him think that. He's like, yeah, that's, yeah, you guys were dumb. <laughs> you fell for the trap and called and called me. So mm-hmm. Sam has this like, fuck this, fuck you, come on face on. And he just kind of slaps his dad's shoulder and takes his hand away. Yeah. John walks a- through them and away. He turns around and goes, be careful, boys, and gets in his truck. Please don't come back. <laughs> I don't want to see you. you again. The boys, you know, hop in, hop in the Impala and take off in the other direction. Yeah, they stare at John's truck as it drives away. It cuts to Meg. Meg comes around the corner and watches both of and watches the boys drive away. John's truck is gone, and she's she's the last thing we see is we cut close up on Meg. They didn't solve the Deva thing. <laughs> they did not. <laughs> the Davids they, are still a problem. They did not, in fact, solve any problems this episode. No. They, they just, thought they, they killed Meg, and now she's she's not dead. Yeah, the boys to like, good job, we're done for the day. Yeah, like let's high five, off. let's drive off. I I don't think the boys are like high five, let's drive off right no, now. The, no, the but... boys are the boys are running right now. <laughs> yes, but yeah, no, this whole episode was not a. This is a problem that we can solve today. Yeah, this this whole episode was a trap for them, and now the boys are gonna run and go find some more procedurals to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, though no, the problem was not solved. No. There are still shadow monsters out and about. Mm-hmm. Meg is still kicking. We don't know who she's working for. No, and we don't know whether the Davis are still tied to her. Right. Because she her altar I is gone. She but about her dad. She is referred she calls... she's referred to whoever she's talking to in the cup as father. We don't know who that is though. No. no. So what, what do we think of the episode? I liked Meg mm-hmm. yeah. in this. The weird sexual stuff yeah. was not fun, but bef- everything before that kind of. I liked Meg. I liked the aesthetics of the weird warehouse building. Mm-hmm. I liked you know the creepy ex- you know the, the exposed brickwork. I thought that was a fun location. Yeah, um, with the like partial cover, yeah. chest high walls. To, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't like Dean this episode. Yeah, I did not like Dean. I didn't like John. No. I, I didn't like Horny Dean. No. I felt I felt for vulnerable sad Dean. Yeah. yeah. When he was like, I don't want you to leave when this thing is over. It's not going to be over. 
the yeah the yeah please I, don't leave me please don't leave me mm-hmm. <laughs> please don't leave me like dad did yeah i felt for him there the i just want the things to go back to the way they were which is it was which is not a good thing to be nostalgic for there is no the way they were they were you know on the road hunting monsters and being traumatized as children that's the only thing that he can think of as home though the whatever you know happy memories he had of the three of them yeah he's latched onto that only repressed the rest so please don't leave me mm-hmm. like dad did yeah although he'd never blame john for yeah. No. For it, it's his fault. At least not now. Right. Yeah, I did. I did not like Horny Dean. I felt for Sad and Vulnerable Dean, who then, you know, when John is there, the first thing out of his mouth is, "I'm sorry." Yeah. I'm sorry. This is my fault. I take full responsibility. I was the one dumb one who got us into trouble and mm-hmm. who lured you here. This whole thing's on me. John doesn't correct him. Nope. It's not Dean's fault. Of course not. Oh my god. (laughs) And then um I I don't I don't like John. Again, not to disparage Jeffrey Dean Morgan, but yeah. I think I don't don't like the character he plays, but I I do find him pretty attractive. (laughs) Okay. You know the scruff? Yeah. It's the scruff. You like scruffy. Well yeah. Heisenberg. Hook man. Yeah, okay. So Scruffy and uh has maybe never showered. Dobby. <laughs> so do you have any final final thoughts about the episode? We li- we liked so we liked I, li- I liked the location. Mm-hmm. We, we liked li- Meg. We liked Meg. We felt sad for Dean. Mm-hmm. And Sam. I think the monsters Sam. were interesting. Yeah. Like uh, yes, yeah, having I, something that someone had fun incorporeal uh, uh, or like that they're invisible the only thing that you can see of them is their shadow someone had right fun yeah with, like so, the uh, yeah. the standing in front of like a light and moving their hand and be like oh yeah yes yeah. 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 so someone, someone, someone got to do that that was fun we and they did not solve the problem this episode because nope. the problem was not what they thought it was the problem was a trap so not entirely their fault no. yeah. that they didn't solve the problem. But they still got in their car um, and drove away before yeah. <laughs> really solving the problem. <laughs> like, this is not our problem. Goodbye. This this problem is too big. And the, <laughs> the, the problem, two innocent people got caught in the crossfire for it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Two innocent people who literally had like had no reason no to die. Reason they, other than the fact that they lived. That they were born in, in Lawrence, Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah, that was to it. To lure them in. Yep. Sucks to be them. Yeah. So, join us uh, next episode, where we will uh, watch and discuss Season 1, Episode 17, Hell House. Ooh! Okay. Sam and Dean investigate a house haunted by the ghost of a man who killed his six daughters during the 1930s. Uh, Great. 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 So, we got another procedural. Another man killing women. Yeah. Six of them. Madman on the run. Killing six of his daughters. Great. Just great. Okay. <laughs> so that, that's what we got for next time. All right. Until then, I've been a host, Margaret. I've been a host, Patricia. And I've been a host, Bridget. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Special thanks to Pixabay user The Laces Music Dude for the use of their song, Bruff Music, as our theme music. And special thanks to our dad, our first sponsor. Thanks, Dad. You can find us at Three Idgets Pod on most of the internet, and get in touch with us by emailing Three Idgets Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.